Hey, this is HK Perrin, and you're listening to Echoplex Media. Check out the Intellectual Dollar Tree live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Hello, how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media. We talk about science news and tech news and any kind of science and tech stuff we feel like talking about. I am historian Matt, and I don't really have a specific like subtopic. I talk about all sorts of science and tech stuff, just whatever I feel like is pretty interesting in the news for the week. And I got a couple of uh, interesting ones, I think, um, obviously. But uh, the first one, my first story is carbon offsets over state impact. If you've been following like uh, any green technology and stuff like that, you've probably heard some stuff, but there's like a new study out that I'll go into detail on. And the second one was, I thought was a kind of a funny one. And that's the zoom CEO think zoom is bad for building trust. So HK is out on an adventure this week. Like he often does every other week. <laughs> so you with the, uh, the homosexual lighting or the bisexual lighting, the bisexual lighting, sir. Uh, I, I, I'm a homosexual person in bisexual lighting. Don't, <laughs> don't get it too confused. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, producer Dave, I'm the producer of this and every show here at Echoplex Media. Um, I have two stories. One is uh, the billionaires are trying to do a feudalism again, and then the uh, Tesla full self-driving uh, demo for version 12 did not go so great. So uh, take it away, Matt. All right. First story, carbon offsets overstate impact. So basically there was a study of 26 carbon offset projects that claimed to slow the rate of deforestation in six countries on three different con continents. Yeah. Uh, and the study found that a majority of the projects did not actually slow deforestation. And of the few projects that actually did slow deforestation, the, the effect wasn't as great as they claimed. The uh, quickly the six countries are Cambodia, Colombia, Democratic Republic of Congo, Peru, Tanzania, and Zambia. Uh, eight of the 26 uh, only eight of the 26 of uh, projects showed any evidence of reducing deforestation. So like only, only eight of them are mildly effective while only like 18 of the 26 projects actually had sufficient data to probably evaluate them, which is a big problem in and of itself. But overall the projects were claiming that they would generate 89 million carbon offsets. I don't exactly know what counts as a carbon office offset. I don't know if that's uh, tons of carbon or not, but those are, you know, some standard unit somewhere that I uh, didn't look up in time uh, that, you know, is used to, you know, for companies to offset carbon if they're polluting big polluters. But so they claimed 89 million, but in actuality, what the study could find, and they were apparently being pretty generous, uh, only about 5.4 million carbon off offsets could actually be associated with the projects. And so that's what I got. So basically, uh, carbon offsets don't really work. What do you think, Dave? I mean, I think that a lot of environmentalists have been saying this for a while, that this is basically uh, a way for people to sort of shirk responsibility for actually doing something about our environmental problems by in basically engaging in what, you know, I would consider just to be like a carbon scam 
or like a carbon Ponzi yeah. scheme. <laughs> like, yeah, um, it's greenwashing, right? Yeah, uh, where you're uh, trying to look uh, more green, <laughs> more environmentally friendly than you actually are. It kind of it bugs me, like probably more than anything, because it's one of the easiest ways for companies to actually like try to do something. It's just totally not effective. I think a lot of these companies that are buying like carbon offsets, they are trying to do it for a good reason, right? Like, uh, I don't think all of them are just complete scams. Uh, but yeah, it just seems like this, those companies and groups that are creating the carbon offsets themselves or creating the projects that are supposedly producing the carbon offsets are scamming everybody about it. And there's not a whole lot we can do about it right now, except instead of going for carbon offsets, you need to be just doing stuff to reduce your carbon footprint in general. Not that it should be an individual thing since it's mostly companies that are causing the problem to begin with. You don't have much choice. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is that like, like it's almost like, it's almost like a, like a hall pass to pollute in a way. Yeah. And okay, sure. You buy the carbon offsets, but that doesn't mean that you're not polluting. Right. Like, right. Right. It's, it's weird. It's like, um, you remember when the, the Catholic church used to sell indulgences? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, sort it's of exactly like the that. same thing, isn't it? <laughs> it's sort of like that. I mean, it doesn't, you know, you, you were still a sinning or whatever. It's, you know, it's just that you gave the Pope some money or maybe a, maybe a Ruby, the size of a baseball, or I don't know what it, I don't know what kind of stuff you had to give the Pope or, or your local priest or whatever, but it was, you know, you weren't. Yeah. That this is, this is basically indulgences. I, this, this is all, and this is all like a result of, I think, I think people, a lot of people, it's not that they don't believe this is happening. It's that they don't believe that they should have to, uh, uh sacrifice anything and, yeah. and the, the least of all profit. And yeah. so instead of, you know, taking measures that would possibly negatively impact your bottom uh, well the company's bottom line more than just paying this carbon offset they just pay the the carbon offset but i don't know if this is by design or if this you know if everybody kind of like wink wink nod nod kind of knew or i think it's just you know bad capitalism right yeah Uh, we made this we've made this market out of nowhere of creating carbon offsets and people are it's not I don't know how cynical they are about it, but you know, they're just trying to create carbon offsets the cheapest way they can. And it just ended up not being effective. Yeah. I bet there was a little bit of wink, 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 nod, nod, nudge, nudge going on in, uh, in, in all this, maybe not, maybe not everybody, but there, I bet there was some, I bet there were definitely people that were like, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're offsetting our carbon through this thing that we're doing. I just, people had uh, people aren't stupid yeah or at least not um, everyone is <laughs> yeah so from i don't remember where i saw this before because I've, I've been following kind of green technology in general and particularly carbon offsets and there's some video that I've, I've watched in the past that talked about these carbon offsets and have mentioned that they don't work you know this news in this particular <laughs> week was specifically that this study came out about it proving what a lot of or supporting what a lot of people have said but they're like these other documentaries that i've seen they're like carbon offsets sometimes they actually work but the ones that actually work are the really expensive ones that nobody wants to 
to pay for because they're expensive, <laughs> you know? So they go to these like other countries, usually the ones that don't work are the ones that are in these, um, you know, developing countries uh, where it's really hard to track what's actually happening. Now yeah. that might be by design, not by the, but yeah. not the fact that the, it's hard, not the fact that it's hard to track things in these countries. That's not what's by design. It's that like, Oh, a little harder to track things over here. Let's, uh, let's, you know, it's the same reason, same reason that, you know, uh, mining happens in countries where things are a little harder to track, you know, yeah. the same reason all basically a lot of nasty stuff happens in countries where things are a little harder to track. <clears throat> And it totally, it totally sucks for the people in those countries. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, no, no surprise here. Um, this is just one study though, but I, I imagine we're going to see other studies giving similar results here. Cause this, this sounds like exactly, I hadn't thought about this much, but if somebody said, Hey, there's a study that came out about carbon offsets, I'd have been like, Oh, how bad is it? You know, damage report. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be like, Oh uh, really? How, 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 how great are they? Or have we saved the planet yet? Yeah. I mean, I hope that something is done about it and things are adjusted. Like, I mean, they could still be making carbon offsets, but like, obviously they need to adjust it so that it's, you know, one tenth of what they claim, <laughs> you know, to be even, even close to what, what is actually happening. But I, I'm not holding my breath. I don't think that's really going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be interested to see like, you know, two or three more studies come out and see like, yeah. like what, where, what they all agree on. And maybe, maybe the next study will be like, well, this is actually worse or, ah, uh, this one isn't as bad. You know, we'll see, we'll see, but there's definitely yeah. going to be more, more on this coming out. So, uh, what do you got next? Okay. So my second story is, uh, kind of a funny one. It's a, it's a short, quick one, but, um, came out this week in a leaked audio that zoom CEO thinks that zoom is bad for building trust. So zoom, the company specifically decided to require some of its employees to return to the office. It's actually almost all of their employees to return to the office for at least some part of the time. And in this leaked audio, the zoom CEO, Eric Wan, uh, said, quote, remote work didn't allow people to build as much trust or be as innovative, which is kind of the opposite of what you would expect from zoom, you know, from a zoom CEO, uh, who like, you know, zoom, the video company, like they really grew really fast, rapidly being really big during the pandemic as everybody stayed home and used video conferencing software like zoom to, to talk to each other. But uh, yeah, it looks like Zoom is not not interested in their own product anymore, and Zoom will re require all employees who, to live within 50 miles of an office and show up in person at least two days a week. Uh, I don't have to worry about that. I'm always uh, <laughs> on video call from Florida here. But what do you think, Dave? Yeah, I mean, what I what what I've been what I was reading. And what I noticed myself being like on remote for you now, this is work, right? Like, yeah. I mean, H T T A Y is uh, obviously bringing in the big bucks for me. So, <laughs> uh, but what I do notice is that, like, for example, if I have, um, let's say, we'll we'll say uh, the Wednesday show, right? If H K came to visit and was across the room from me, and we were doing the same show, um, what I notice 
is that my cognitive load is lower, right? That okay. I'm able yeah. to focus more on what I'm doing because yeah. I'm not, it's not so much that I have to focus on the, um, the call anymore because the system that we use video ninja smooth. Now I don't, it's like you're in the room, except that you're not. And so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not that I have to fuss with the technology. Like, um, if you remember, I, I had a couple meltdowns when we were trying to use Skype for this, <laughs> just freak the fuck out. But yeah. it's, but I imagine that in these meetings, everyone's cognitive load is a little bit higher just because they're dealing with their colleagues all being on a screen and yeah. some people's internet isn't that great. As much about that or. You know, maybe some people like the people running the meetings are going to have a higher co cognitive load while other people are just checked out. Right? <laughs> you know, well, I think not that, as engaged in a video conference. Well, I think that I think that those are the same problem, though, because the people who check out, it's not like it's not like they're like, oh, you know, because it's not like they're like, I don't want to do my job. It's like, I don't want to deal with the cognitive load of trying to focus on this meeting even if they're not thinking right. about it that way i think that there's some of that because these are you know mostly professional people right so they clearly want to be at their job and, and do their work yeah. but i think i think they just want to do their work and be left alone i don't think they want to be on all these meetings and i yeah. you know i think that i think the meetings work a lot better in person than they do on these on um over a call like you know i've started I, i'm doing uh, consulting for a couple couple bands now trying to help them get their footprint outside of the bay area and when i've had meetings with them in person it's just a lot more gets done even yeah. if even though we're like you know going to a coffee shop you know maybe smoking a joint or whatever you know we're, we're you know socializing a little bit too and m more than we would over the video call but it just seems like more gets done seems like we're yeah. able to we're able to work together on things a little bit more you know um and i think that I think that it just kind of depends on what your job is. You know, if you're, if your job is a, a job where you only have to have like a meeting once a month, it might be better to do that meeting in person, you, you know, cause you're only doing the meeting once a month. If you got meetings all the time, I don't know. I mean, I guess you're just going to have to learn to deal with zoom because even if you're in the office, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have people on remote for some of the meetings, some of the time. And so it's, I just know that it's, it's a mess and that it, it sucks. And that I don't know about building trust. I guess like if you don't know someone and you never actually worked with them and you've only ever worked with them on zoom, I could see where, yeah, you're maybe not going to have the same trust as if you like get lunch together, they're over in the next cubicle to yours or, you know, the next office to yours. If you're uh, fortunate enough to have your own office, I could, I could see that, but it seems to me that like, there's, it's not just that it's just, it's the the experience of it is can be frustrating and i think that it as you said it causes some people to check out like if there's someone who's on a half a second delay and every time you start talking they talk over you because they don't you're just gonna you're just gonna be like well screw it <laughs> yeah you're gonna kick back and listen to everybody else try to talk with this person talking over them you're not really checked out it's that you've given up right yeah and so yeah i I, I mean, I can see it and you know, these things have their place. Um, I think the other thing about the other thing that I personally don't like about zoom is that it's just, it just seems, I don't know, like there's a, there's a, like a real difference between a video call with a few people on zoom and for example, discord, right? Yeah. I think the discord is the better experience because it's like, 
just the colors of the the application and everything it's just like more pleasant yeah and well i mean zoom it it looks like it looks like it looks like you're at work (laughs) well yeah i mean there's kind of an advantage to that (laughs) feeling more professional i don't know i feel like discord is something completely different though but whatever (laughs) yeah but i mean once you get in a group call it's doing the same thing right yeah yeah, yeah. I, well, um, I also think Discord at the missed a huge opportunity to just re- reskin and rebrand their software. Like, yeah, yeah, but that's 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 not what we're talking about. Yeah, and I think maybe other people have other reasons that they don't necessarily like having everybody on remote. Mine is definitely like cognitive load. As soon as that delay kicks in, it's just real tough, especially yeah. if you're the one conducting the meeting trying to yeah. trying to get everybody in and trying to make not trying to not let any not not have anybody feel like they're getting stepped on because the person that's on the delay isn't trying to step on you. Yeah. They may not even be aware that they're on the delay. So yeah, that that all, that all makes kind of that all makes a lot of sense. I don't I don't I mean I guess there's an irony that that it's Zoom, but I mean yeah. they still have to get work done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was funny that it was the it was A Zoom and B the Zoom CEO. <laughs> who have been selling, you know, you Zoom, so you don't have to actually meet in person. But yeah, there's, no. there was this thing going around Facebook, like, there's a picture of the, the Zoom building, and it's like, with the words above it, like, why do they have an office? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, because they got to build the software somewhere. All right. Uh, well. Which reminds me, um, I think Economics Explained, I think that was one of the video, YouTube video that I, uh, channel that had it, did a video on why all these companies are requiring people to come back to the office may not be exactly what you think it is. You know, he, he does a pretty good job explaining what, what's going on, but I thought that was a good video for anybody who's interested in that sort of thing. And I'm sure it applies to zoom as well. You know, part of it is just that all these companies bought <laughs> or renting or leasing office buildings and they're not being used. <laughs> and it's like one of the dumbest reasons to bring people back in, but they still do it. But there's other reasons too. And I mean, if you're, if you're leasing the office, you may as well use it. Yeah. And, or you could stop leasing the office, but <laughs> well, yeah, but then you, after you have everybody come back, I mean, come back to work. Okay. Now work from home. And then you find another great deal on some office space. All right. Everybody yeah. moved to, you know, moved to Baton Rouge or like, what? I mean, it's just, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it, at some, Fair at enough. some point you're, you know, if you keep chain, you know, the, the, the pandemic was one thing, but if you, you have everybody come back and then your lease is up in eight months and you send them back home again, be, like people aren't going to like that either. You know what I'm saying? People are going to hate that too. So it is what it is, but it it, it is funny. I guess that zoom is doing this, but it's, you know, it's not surprising and their software sucks. So, (laughs) uh, I don't know if I would say that, but cause I I do use it for other stuff weekly, (laughs) but it does have some issues. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's just my opinion. This is not the opinion of the entire, actually screw it. That's the opinion, opinion of the entire network because I'm the one who pays for everything. (laughs) Matt's Matt's the one going against the, going against the entire network here. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I'm a little tired and punchy today. Um, All right. I guess it's my turn. Um, I got a, I got a couple well, the first, actually, I think they're both kind of funny. Uh, The first one is uh, if you remember, remember when Peter Thiel wanted to build that Island, he wanted to like seastead. Oops, that, 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 that didn't he work. had so many uh schemes like that I, I don't even remember the specific island one so i think he was also in, in in the deal to try to get like 
cruise ships to to park near Silicon Valley, but just far enough offshore to be like their own country kind of yeah thing. in international waters yeah so we have now we have uh founder uh, is a former goldman sachs trader uh jean, i'm gonna ruin this name jean ceramic along with the linkedin co-founder reed hoffman mark andreessen of course mark andreessen venture capitalist michael mortis and uh Powell Jobs, uh, Steve, Steve Jobs, uh, former former wife, they want to buy a bunch of, well, they're buying up a bunch of property in the north end of San Pablo Bay in Solano County, near-ish Travis Air Force Base. Uh, the Fairfield mayor, Catherine Moy, has been posting about the previously mysterious land grab for years on Facebook. Flannery Group, which is the front company for all this, has sued some local uh, landowners for allegedly colluding to boost buy prices for property in the area and company towns are nothing new, but this one would certainly be a new kind of dystopia. I think based on, uh, just, uh, Mark Andreessen. Yeah. Are they trying to make some sort of like libertarian, uh, dystopia city? Um, what, what people, so this is right outside of the core of the Bay area, right? So yeah. I, th what, the speculation seems to be is that they're trying to basically build a second Silicon Valley, a smaller one out there where everything's kind of self-enclosed with like housing and uh, like maybe startups or, you know, maybe uh, more established businesses will go out there. And there's ways in which that's kind of interesting because it's like central planning of a new city, which is good, but there's ways in which it's terrifying because it's a bunch of venture capitalists. And so yeah. I don't really think that they're going to be centrally planning it like in a way that maybe a, a more benevolent group of people. And by that, I just mean any, anyone actually would uh, <laughs> anybody else, <laughs> <laughs> just anyone else would, uh, yeah. would do it. Um, you know, it could be other reasons, um, because it's not really ideal for housing because of its proximity to the air force base. Um, yeah. And people might get annoyed uh, in the offices there too, um, if if it's really noisy, because it's not like the Air Force Base is going to be like, oh, we'll be quiet for you, <laughs> right? Like, like that's 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 an Air Force Base. It is a military Air Force Base. They're doing exercises around there. Uh, they're probably flying low, doing stunts. Um, I mean, maybe they're just setting up a place for rich people to watch airplanes do stunts. Who knows? Yeah, but um, I. Uh, I, I don't like it. <laughs> so I joke about libertarian dystopias, but I feel like I've really like experienced it because I, I, I know I've mentioned it a few times I play the game Eve online and, uh, they really, it's definitely run by a bunch of libertarians, but even in that game, they put in stuff that it's not quite completely, you know, every person for themselves. Eve supposedly stands for, everyone versus everyone. But yeah, there's like, it really kind of sucks, especially if you're a new player, which is what everybody in other, you know, if you're not a libertarian, that's one of the things you really complain about libertarianism is like, yeah, if you're one of the people who are lucky to have lots of money, you're great. But if you're coming with nothing into a libertarian society, you're screwed. Right. right? You might, you might get shot <laughs> you and then know, you don't have like, enough money to hire a court. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you, so, you're completely screwed. You're in a position, a terrible position. 
how are you going to like become one of these, you know, tech gurus or something? So this does, not. this does exist within uh, Solano County. So I don't think they'd really be able to do like, yeah, they couldn't go hundred percent. They wouldn't, well, they wouldn't even be able, they wouldn't be able to do much at all. Cause Solano County is like a Bay area County. They're not going to let them <laughs> like, they're not like, they're not, I don't think they're going to let them do anything. Actually. They're going to be like, you want to do what? Yeah. It's probably just sounds more like it's just going to be a company town. Yeah. That, thing. that seems more likely. And it would just, and I, unfortunately I feel like it might start off like nice but then i feel like people with like more money would actually move outside of the company town yeah. to like the n nice parts of solano county maybe where there isn't an f-16 fighter flying past your um compartment every 15 yeah. minutes <laughs> and so so then i think uh, unfortunately it would end up you know a few if if anything goes there and it kind of and if it's, if it is a company town, unfortunately, I think it would end up being the lowest wage workers live in yeah. the company town. And then, and then the, the amenities are, would, uh, go downhill because what, what would the venture capitalist that would run the town, what interest would they have in, you know, actual working people's, uh, living conditions, especially Mark Andreessen. Yeah. I mean, I think he would just like, be like, well, can't we just feed them to lions? Exactly. <laughs> You're so, not useful. Why did we just kick him out? Yeah, but I mean, that was the thing with the, I think it was a cruise ship. They're trying to, or, or might've been a freighter. Even I don't know. They're trying to park off the, the coast of uh, Silicon Valley. Cause it's like, Oh, then we'll just bring in, you know, people from other countries to stay on the ship and then they can work in Silicon Valley, but not really be here. And so we can pay them like crap. And I'm like, that's like, that sounds like human trafficking yeah, and human trafficking. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's incredibly horrible and yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't sound great. Yeah. Sounds like, um, slavery. Exactly. Uh, almost as bad as the, the free winds, the Scientology boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. the, you know, maybe Peter Thiel saw the free winds and he was like, hold my Thetan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I got one more here. This one's this one's pretty funny. So we got a uh, Tesla's a uh, full self-driving uh, twelve demo didn't go so great as you can imagine. Um, one one Mister uh, Ron Mersk, something like that, uh, live streamed the the his uh, self-driving uh, experience from a car that he was supposedly uh, operating, uh, which violates uh, Tesla's rules for its, uh, you know, when you get the car, it says you, sh you know, need to be paying attention. Uh, also breaks California law and probably a handful of local laws. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Those laws are for other people. Um, the vehicle tried to run a red light, uh, forcing Musk to take control. And then uh, Musk Googled uh, Mark Zuckerberg's address and it was visible on screen during the video, which would uh, get uh, apartheid Clyde kicked off of his own website for doxing if he didn't own it. Yeah. <laughs> So X off of X. Yeah. He'd get X off of X. So just bad all around. I mean, <clears throat> you can't in California, you can't do that. You cannot. Yeah. I mean, all, all kinds of conspiracy theorists do. We watch, we watch them all the time and they're not all in California, but wouldn't have been great if he got pulled over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the, uh, did say what car he's driving? Um, model? I, I, it didn't. Um, okay. Let's see. I would imagine, it, I mean, for this, wouldn't they just use like 
one of their existing cars, like the uh, probably the just the regular sedan, right? The Model S would be the one they'd use. Or I no, mean, the, the Model S is not a regular sedan; it's uh, the high-end sedan. Oh, <laughs> versus well, the Model Three, which would be the more regular. He wouldn't be in the cheap ever. one. Yeah, <laughs> the three is the cheap one, definitely. Yeah, yeah, he'd uh, be. It's probably the S, is my my guess. But um, uh, you know, full disclosure, I do own a Tesla. I have the Model Y. Uh, I do not have full self-driving. I didn't even bother, like, you know, trying to get it, even though as time goes on, they charge more and more for it. But yeah, I've heard all sorts of horror, sto- horror stories about this thing not working and being very dangerous, even though there's like, there's at least one YouTuber that I watch who will do a video from their car and they just put it in full self-driving and they're clearly not paying attention to the road, just recording a video while riding in full self-driving in their their tesla i'm sorry i'm not going to do that it's just too dangerous at this point yeah i you know i think even calling it full self-driving is you know even he can't even he can't make it work right he had to take control of it so it didn't run a red light so this is just yeah what is i I forget um was it Mercedes like false advertising, right? Right. I think Mercedes Benz had, had a really good marketing around it when they first had it. They just called it advanced cruise control, yeah. which is a much well, better it's, name. It's a better name, but it's almost different kind of thing. Right. Cause that's when you're, you know, cruising speed and you put it into advanced cruising speed. It does more stuff, but it's not what full self-driving is trying to do, which is driving around a city where taking, you know, paying attention to, to stop signs and lights and other other cars not necessarily going in the same direction as you yeah but uh, uh yeah terrifying um i wonder i wonder if he thought about not intervening like thought maybe the car would save itself from running the red light i'm sure some people who have it like that's happened to some people or they're either they think the car like knows what it's doing or um they just aren't paying attention because that's a big thing with full self-driving the reason it's super dangerous is as you like leave more and more things for the car to do it's it isn't like an automatic it's not like a a conscious thing but you just start paying less and less attention because you don't have to right so then a full self-driving car has to be able to do everything safely uh, it has to completely take over and you you cannot assume that somebody is paying attention and will take over if if there's a problem right right it's almost like all or nothing yeah if it's <clears throat> uh that's why a lot of other car, car companies are taking a lot longer getting their own version of full self-driving out uh because it's it's something that you really really have to test and if it can be very dangerous but you know Tesla has to be on the cutting edge and do the dangerous thing. Yeah, that's, 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 it's wild. I'm, I'm glad it failed on him though, to be perfectly honest. I'm glad it failed on him. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm also glad that nobody got hurt or whatever. Well, not, not glad. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad that nobody got hurt. Asterisk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, like if it, failed on you know this 20 25 minute thing he shouldn't be he shouldn't be allowed to call it full self-driving i think it should be you know driver assist he shouldn't be able to let anybody use it like it shouldn't even not i'm completely ignoring what it's called like 
if it fails in a 25 minute thing, you know, a demonstration that I assume that they had driven on before to test that exact route. Right. Right. Like they should have, if they didn't, that's a big problem, but. Uh Oh, see something that's releasable. Looks like I froze. You unfroze. Okay, good. This is a delayed, but that's okay. High tech podcast here, everybody. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think people should be able to use it and not for nothing. This was like in Palo Alto too, where they've done a lot of their testing like in this area, you know, it's not like they're, and I mean, Palo Alto has got some sort of narrow areas or whatever, but it's not San Francisco. San Francisco's crazy, right? Like driving in San Francisco is hard. And this is, this is the burbs essentially that he, that they're in, you know, and if he was headed towards- I'm, I'm kind of surprised they're allowed to do it in Palo Alto because that's the the rich part of <laughs> Silicon Valley. Yeah, and you know if he was headed towards Zuck's house too or whatever, things are kind of far apart there. You know, it's not a yeah, it's not you know it's not a bustling uh a bustling area. That's why the, all the rich people live there because it's kind of quiet. So yeah. yeah, they shouldn't be able to they shouldn't be able to do it. But then like there's all these uh, robo taxis in San Francisco that they're letting yeah. happen. But also if you, those robo taxis in San Francisco, they, if, I don't know if you noticed, they have like what, what appears to be like a Doppler radar on the roof. <laughs> like they're using yeah. probably not only, not only are they using, you know, cameras and, and like LIDAR, but they're probably also, you know, planning the routes in advance, you know, using maps like advanced maps that they have. And these, I think the Tesla ones, they're just using visual cameras to do it. Yeah, that was a big complaint because they're like, the like cameras well, aren't as reliable, but Elon Musk is like, but the cameras are way cheaper than putting on uh, the radar systems, even though the radar systems are more reliable. Well, you <laughs> they would don't think, confuse the side of a truck with the sky. <laughs> well, and you would think that you would have both. Yeah, that's what a lot of them do is have both. Yeah, that's, I would, I would, I would be much more comfortable with both and like, you know, some and some system by which it communicates with other vehicles would be nice too but you know that, that's yeah, all money yeah. that's all money. <laughs> that's ways out <laughs> but that's when it, i think that's when it's going to be safe is when the cars are all communicating with each other so they like yeah. it knows like you know it doesn't it doesn't really care what kind of car it is or whatever but it knows that the approximate location of all of the cars around it up oh, we just we just lost matt <laughs> well, this show's recorded live, everybody. As you can tell, um, I don't think I've ever had this happen on this particular show. Ah, there we go. You're back. We've never had that this happen on this particular show. That's interesting. Well, you're the one who does the editing, so <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, you, I just leave it. I just yeah. leave it. Um. Yeah, I was, I was just, I was just saying that like, this is, yeah, when, when this gets safe, it's going to be when the cars are able to communicate with each other and when cars, you know, you're still going to have to be able to tell when there's pedestrians and whatnot, but cars knowing where each other are and, you know, some telemetry from cars and maybe even knowing what the cars around you plan to do. That's when this is going to be very safe and it'll be a lot safer. Definitely. That's, and that's when it's going to be like that's when it's going to be like, you know, safe, like air travel safe. Right. Yeah. 
And that that's a ways out because first of all, imagine all these companies trying to agree on a standard, get out of here. But it's car companies are a little better at that, but yeah, Tesla, Tesla won't, but yes, the car companies yeah. will Although, yeah, you, you, I think, you know, the, the, the major car, the major car manufacturers certainly would be inclined for there to be a standard. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, that was, uh, that was the news for this week, including a couple, um, technical difficulties. Um, I think I'll read the show out if that's okay. Probably a good idea. This has been How the Tech Are You, a tech show with some technical difficulties this week. You can find all of our stuff at echoplexmedia.com and uh, check out our live shows. That's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. And if you are inclined to support this project, um, it will not get rid of any future technical difficulties, but uh, patreon.com slash echoplex or uh, similar memberships and merch at eplex.store. Friday nights at 9 p.m. It's time to sit back, relax, and play conspiracy bingo with Echoplex Media. We've curated the best conspiracy theorists the internet has to offer and turned it into a live bingo game you can play for free with absolutely no prizes but bragging rights. You won't find a live stream like this anywhere else, and that's probably better for everyone else's mental health. Tune in every Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia and find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.